Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, from the great town of Southampton, Supervisor Jay Schneiderman is our very special guest. And he has been the supervisor in the past of the great town of East Hampton. And he's been a legislator and the, the deputy presiding officer for Suffolk County. He's been all over the place. And he is also a business owner. So he gets it from that end as well. It's not like he's a lifelong politician. He's been a business owner his whole adult life from what I could see. But Jay Schneiderman, a unique guy, musician, public official, and he's somebody who dives into his work. And thrilled to have you, Supervisor. How are you? I'm doing all right, Frank. Good to, good to talk to you. Yeah, well, good to talk to you. And Southampton is always a very uh, interesting place to start. And, you know, again, when people talk about New York or people talk about Long Island, the rest of the world think Hamptons and, and for good reasons. How long have you, uh, you been out in the Hamptons? Really my whole life. Uh, I was born out here in Southampton. My family owned a hotel in Montauk. Uh, called Breakers, and I sort of grew up in the hotel business. And um, I spent my winters up in Hopog, so middle of the island. I went to school up in Hopog, but every summer we'd go out to Montauk. And then uh, in my early 20s, I moved out to Montauk. I got involved in my family's business, but then I started managing other hotels uh, for 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 other people, other properties, and uh, ran for office. Uh, actually, started out on the zoning board. And then got elected supervisor of East Hampton. So, uh, boy, so I've been out here really my whole life. I just turned 60. So, uh, you know, with the exception of the years I went to college and grad school, I've, I've been out uh, out here most of the time, either Southampton or uh, in Montauk. Uh, when did the Hamptons become the Hamptons, quote unquote? I mean, obviously, it's always been a vacation spot, but now it's iconic and, and when you say the Hamptons, people, you know, immediately think celebrities, movie stars, summer activities for the rich and the famous. And every, when did it become like that or has it always been like that? Yeah, that's it's pretty much been that way, um, you know, at least since like the 20s. So, um, you know, the Hamptons originally we were pretty much a farming and fishing community. And, uh, you know, too far away from New York City, right? But then people started building their the summer estates along the ocean, um, out in Southampton and East Hampton and all these, you know, really nice uh, rural areas. And, um, it, you know, it really, it sort of changed. And a lot of the, the jobs then were servicing these mansions. And, you know, so we've had this panache of... Uh, of the you know ultra rich rich for, for really a very long time um you know like the great gatsby era so it's it's nothing new um it you know now they're now they're multi-billionaires so there's lots of them no shortage of billionaires out in the hamptons and of course all the movie stars um, but there's a lot of regular folks too a lot of people are working hard to service these homes, but also, you know, we have nurses and school teachers, um, uh, you know, a lot of tradespeople. Um, it's a, it's a great community though. It's gotten, you know, the pressure for the summer homes has really driven the price of everything so high that, 
uh, it's gotten really unaffordable for most people out here. And um, even at the town level, we have a, a real hard time hiring people because they, there's no place for them to live anywhere near. And, and of course, the traffic getting out here is unbearable. So, you know, you wouldn't think of, you know, 20 years ago, this area is being a heavily trafficked area, but it sure is. It's, a, you know, every morning there's a bottleneck trying to get out here, people trying to get to work. Let me remind folks that are just tuning in a little late or turning on their radios a little late. Frank McKay here with the supervisor of the great town of Southampton, Jay Schneiderman. Uh, supervisor, your town and certainly the East End in general has been affected, I'm sure, uh, the same way the rest of the world, New York City and, and Los Angeles has been affected by the pandemic. Hopefully we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, obviously people are coming out of uh, the cocoons. We don't have uh, people isolated uh, like we had. But what's the Hamptons been like during the pandemic? So, uh, you know, and I just actually recently had COVID. I'm sort of done, the, you know, I'm testing negative now, which is good, but uh, still feeling some of the effects. But, uh, you know, it really swept through the community like, like it did everywhere. And we in government, uh, you know, we, we had no playbook for a, a pandemic like this. So, you know, we had to make a lot of uh, adjustments and reinvent a lot of things, and create new services. Like I, we started delivering essential seniors, you know, I repurposed some of the town functions so that we could assist our most vulnerable. And, you know, some of those things that we put in place, you know, the Zoom meetings where, you know, we're still using some of that technology, um, I put together a, a litter crew to deal with all the discarded masks and, and gloves and things like that. And, and that crew is still up and running too, trying to, you know, keep our streets clean. Um, but it was really a, a very, very challenging time. And, uh, you know, it, it still is. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of people come out to our area who were escaping more populated areas. So we saw our population, you know, I mean, we're used to the summer being packed, you know, but in the winter, maybe uh, two thirds of the houses are empty. But during the pandemic period, that early part of the pandemic period, everything was full all the time. Uh, there was, you know, you walk, you walked any neighborhood and every light was on at night. Um, it really, you know, we weren't prepared for that to, you know, to deal with that amount of governmental services, whether it's police or, um, you know, dealing with uh, with garbage or, uh, you know, park usage or, or whatever it might be. Um, so it was really a challenge for us because, you know, we don't, in the summertime, we're, we're ready for it. We have all this, you know, seasonal staff, but in the wintertime, that, that was different, but it actually, I think, helped a lot of the restaurants survive. Some of the small businesses survived because we had a lot of people with money in their pockets um, for more of the year willing to, you know, order takeout at a restaurant or shop at a local store. So, uh, you know, it, I think it helped us economically get through it, but we still had huge lines at the food pantries. I mean, I, I worked with a group to raise money for the food pantries. We raised over a million dollars to uh, deal with food insecurity. Um, so, you know, there were definitely a lot of people hurting um, and, and, and likely still are. Um, a lot of people who have not recovered from that pandemic period and, and you still see it affecting things. So lots of people still wearing masks walking around we have a, uh, this new surge of covid is uh, uh 
though it seems pretty mild. Uh, a, a lot of people have it right now. We have a lot of staff out at town. And, um, there's a, a few people at the local hospital with COVID. So, um, you know, we are, we're in a new period. We're definitely through the worst of it, but it, we're not done with it. So, you know, we're ever mindful that we, we you know, we still have this highly infectious uh, virus that's out there in the community. And, um, you know, we do our best to try to protect people. You're hearing the voice of Supervisor Jay Schneiderman from the town of Southampton. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Jay Schneiderman represents uh, Greytown of Southampton, and uh, I'm sure they're looking forward to uh, Memorial Day and the kickoff and everything that leads to the summer and hopefully a big bounce back. Jay, if we were to talk to all the business owners out there and the different folks that have struggled a bit, you know, even though you said, you know, they've done well, but struggled obviously like, like everyone else has during the pandemic, are they looking at this season? Are they looking at the start of this season as a bounce back? Is there a different type of anticipation or is it business as usual? Um, it's not really clear yet. Uh, it seemed like we were going to have a, a really strong start to the season. I, and I think some of the uh, turmoil on Wall Street, um, you know, the war in Ukraine, these things may affect uh, consumer confidence. You know, we're a tourism community, so a lot of people, um, you know, depend upon people coming out and staying at hotels, uh, renting homes, you know, and, you know, we're, we're watching interest rates go up, and that's affecting some of the economy as well. So uh, it's hard to say. I'm still pretty confident this is going to be a good summer. It's going to be a busy summer. Um, you know, let's hope that COVID doesn't you know, surge, and, and, you know, because that certainly could affect things. But, um you know, the businesses, the biggest issue I'm hearing from businesses is they can't find employees. Um, they're having a real hard time. Um, in fact, you know, we're even looking at some of our beaches not being able to uh, have as many attendants or maybe even uh, not be able to open certain beaches at certain times because we, we just can't find enough employees. So businesses are, are telling me that that is the big issue right now. Um, they can't pay people enough to work out here. And, and that's a problem. That gets back to that affordable housing. And we're working hard to create affordable housing, but, you know, with land so expensive, it, it makes it very hard to generate new affordable housing opportunities. But, um, you know, I'm hopeful that's going to be a good business season. You know, I'll know more after uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, you know, even these weekends, and uh, you know, all through June, we'll – you know, that's pretty popular time for weddings and things like that. So we'll have a pretty good sense of how busy it is out here. I think it's going to be pretty good, Frank. Has the supply chain situation affected anything on your end? And also gas prices. I mean, here, you know, up island, as you would call it. And, you know, I'm in Rocky Point and I'm not that far up island. But we're seeing gas prices close to $5, you know, uh, where we are. And, you know, that's for regular close to $5. Uh, what are the prices like for gas out in the Hamptons? Yeah, so you can figure whatever you're paying over there in Rocky Point, we're paying 50 cents more out here in the Hamptons. So, yeah, that's about right. And, you know, five, $5, $5.50, something in there. Um, you know, it's expensive, so it's more expensive to fill up the tank of gas. Um, how that's going to affect our region, I don't know yet because, you know, we're, we're not that far of a drive from New York you know, the metropolitan area, people who want to come out to their summer homes or 
or, you know, or come out to a hotel out in Montauk. I think they're going to come out. I don't think the price of gas is going to really be a deterrent. You know, the price of everything's going up, inflation and a lot of other things are over 8%. So, um, you know, that's probably going to have a, a bigger impact in general on people. But, uh, you know, you know, it, it may be more expensive to get in an airplane and go somewhere. So maybe more people will actually come out here, uh, you know, to the east end of Long Island. And we have so many great attractions out here. I mean, obviously our beaches are, you know, world-class beaches, but, you know, we have wineries, we have museums. Uh, we have a lot of attractions for people, uh, people who like to boat, like to fish, uh, like to surf, uh, whatever it might be, horseback riding. We have a huge equestrian community out here. So, uh, yeah, if you like to hike, we probably have, you know, one of the best uh, trail systems anywhere. So, yeah, there's a lot to offer on the East End. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a lifestyle that I think is really desirous. And, you know, I think people are going to come out here, uh, get away from it all. And I, I'm, not, I'm anticipating a pretty good season coming up in, the, in spite of the high gas prices and some of the other factors. Uh, switching gears here for a moment, uh, cannabis. Laws have changed since the last time we spoke on air anyway, and, and things have changed. And, you know, a lot of people might say, what, finally, I mean, what have we been waiting for <laughs> and all of that? But can you give us an update and talk to us like we're 10th graders and, and <laughs> we, don't know, uh, we don't know what's gone on at all? And, and start with, you know, what happened at, obviously, in Albany and what happens locally with you and all the other towns. Well, the, the tenth graders do know what's going on, <laughs> probably, probably more than most. But you know, you, but it's now you know 21 and over, right? So New York, New York State legalized recreational marijuana for not for tenth graders, but for those uh, 21 and over. Um, and they said you can sell it now. Um, you can sell it. They're putting the rules together. Um, you know, it's not like people couldn't buy it before. They seem to be able to buy it, but it was always illegal. So now it's going to be legal and, and taxed. Uh, there's a you know a pretty pretty big tax. Uh, a, a county tax get county gets one percent. The towns get three percent, and the state gets I think an additional nine percent, something like that. So it's a it's a pretty decent tax on it. Um, they haven't put all the rules together. Um, and what they did was they allowed towns and villages to decide whether they wanted to participate. So. Um, in Suffolk County, most of the towns actually opted out. They voted to not participate. And all of the villages, every one of them opted out. But four towns did not opt out. So Southampton was one of the four. Southampton, Riverhead, um, Brookhaven, and Babylon um, all said that they would allow for the sales. And I think it's partially, uh, you know, Brookhaven's a pretty big town. It's the biggest town uh, in Suffolk. Um, but Brookhaven and Southampton both have something in common. We both have uh, uh, Native American reservations. So the Puspatuck is all in Brookhaven and the Shinnecock in Southampton. And, um, even if the towns had opted out, uh, it clearly was going to be available for sale at those locations um, at the Native American reservation. So, um, you know, my, my thinking was, well, if it's going to be for sale in the middle of my town, um, and it's not going to be taxed. I, I, I ought to have places where people can buy it that are, you know, outside that are subject to the tax that actually generates money for the town. And, you know, and that money for the town can 
you know, build sidewalks or help with uh, mental health counseling, um, help people um, who are struggling with addiction. So, you know, I figured it, it made sense to do it. And uh, it was clear the use was going to be legal, right? So as long as you could buy it somewhere, you'd be able to, you know, use marijuana products uh, anywhere in the town. Uh, the way I am putting some restrictions on uh, the parks and things like that. So where right now, anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you can also smoke a, a, a joint. So that's that's about that. We're going to restrict some of the places you can smoke cigarettes uh, where you have a lot of families who, who gather. But uh, we're still trying to put together how it's going to work. Where are you going to be able to sell marijuana, what they call the dispensaries? What zoning districts are they going to be allowed in? Uh, and that's proving to be a pretty, uh, pretty challenging um, uh, question to solve. Uh, do, you, do you treat it like a liquor store? Do you treat it more like, uh, you know, an adult entertainment venue? You know, is it something you want to hide from the public as much as possible? Or is it something that's going to be part of life and accepted? Uh, you know, liquor stores are in our downtowns. They're everywhere. It's not, not a problem. In New York State now is treating marijuana really the same way they're treating cigarettes and, and alcohol. So at the local level, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to treat it. And I don't have an answer yet, but we're working pretty hard on it. Jay Schneiderman, once again, is who you're hearing from. He is the supervisor of the great town of Southampton, Frank McKay here with Supervisor Schneiderman for, for a couple of minutes more anyway. And listen, thrilled to have you, and hopefully we can speak to you again real soon. But just getting back to the marijuana for a second, can somebody right now go anywhere in the town of Southampton to any, whether it's the, uh, the Shinnecock Reservation or to one of the local businesses, is there anywhere that marijuana could be bought legally in Southampton at this point? Technically, no. Technically, no. There's lots of CD, uh, CDB products, but uh, THC products, are, you can't legally sell them because New York State hasn't issued the licenses yet. They're working on the first round of licenses, uh, and once they do, yes, you are going to see it for sale. Um, but, you know, I hear there are places, some of the uh, upstate, um, maybe uh, Indian reservations, where they're already selling I've heard places in New York City are selling. Um, I don't know if it's being enforced, but if you are able to procure it, if you're able to purchase marijuana, uh, you know we're not asking you where you got, right? So if if you, if you happen to have marijuana and you're walking down a neighborhood street and you're smoking a joint, that is a hundred percent legal right now. Possessing and using is legal in New York State, so you're not going to get in trouble for that. Um, but there is this question about selling it still. Um, so people seem to be able to, to find it, you know, and, and there are some rules about where you'll be able to sell it that the state has put together too. So you can't sell it within 500 feet of a school and you can't sell it within 200 feet of a church. So, uh, you know, that's also complicating the picture too. So it's, it's a it's a kind of ironic because I think, People have been able to buy it in the schoolyards for years, but <laughs> but 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 now now you're going to have to be uh, 200, 500 feet away. <laughs> but it'll be but it'll be but it'll be legal. <laughs> mm. 
Wow. So, hey, listen, it's complicated. It's challenging too, Frank, because you know you have all these marijuana products. You, you think about somebody walking around with a joint. You know, well, what about gummy bears? What about vaping pens? You know, there there are all these other marijuana products, and you know, if somebody's on the beach next to you eating a edible. You know, are we going to say you can't do that? No, we're not going to say you can't do that. So that's um, it's, it's it's sort of like your open container on the beach. Well, you know, if nobody knows what you're drinking, you know, if you're drinking out of a plastic cup, you know, we're not we're not going to give you a hard time asking what's in that cup. You know, but if you're obviously flaunting that you're you know drinking alcohol. Uh, you, you know, in a public place, yeah, you you're gonna you, you're gonna pay a price for that. Yeah. No, listen, no doubt, uh, supervisor. We're out of time. Thrilled to have you, and hopefully, we'll be speaking to you again real soon. We'll talk about you know everything coming up in the summer. Uh, you've got concerts and you've got all kinds of activity in the Hamptons. Southampton uh, is certainly one of the greatest towns in the country, if not the world. Right? I mean, it's, you're in charge of a, a good one over there, and uh, absolutely. Well, always good talking to you, Frank. Yeah. Hey, do you have a website or a social media site you'd like to send us to to kind of follow along with what you guys are doing? Yeah, I mean, SouthamptonTownNY.gov. You know, just Google Southampton Town and it'll pop right up. Supervisor Jay Schneiderman, thanks for being here. All right. Take care, Frank. Frank McKay signing off. Jay Schneiderman, supervisor of the great town of Southampton, has been our very special guest. Signing off for now. Frank McKay, we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio.